Hello everyone, welcome to episode 55 of the Generic Gaming Podcast.mp3, the podcast where we talk about a new video game every single week. My name is Logan Myrie, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host and sound engineer, Eric Rouse. How's it going? <laughs> Eric, we've recorded this uh, once before, just this intro part, and then OBS crashed, so let's hope that we don't have any tech difficulties through this. Yeah, I'm getting real tired of these problems that just only seem to ever happen on Monday morning. Yep, always on Monday mornings. Yeah. Which is the most inconvenient time, I'd say. It literally is. Because it's like, I have hours before our stream on Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. At least three. And I only get up like 10 minutes before we record on Monday. So some might say, you could fix the problem by getting up earlier and starting this sooner. But that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for me either. It's not an option. Everyone, before we start, please, if you enjoy this show, if you've ever enjoyed this show, or you think maybe one day you'll enjoy this show, please consider following or subscribing on twitch.tv slash lateforembargo, where you can catch this podcast live as we record it early on Monday morning at 8 a.m. Central, or you can catch it on Thursday when it posts at 10 a.m. on any of the podcast services that you listen to. Eric, what have you been playing? So, you're probably going to be disappointed to hear this because you hate when I talk about this game, but I started playing Satisfactory again. Okay, yeah. And uh, it's pretty fun. So, they added a whole bunch of new stuff to the game, and uh, I just started playing it because I was kind of getting... I finished, like, pretty much all the things I needed to do for the week in Destiny, and so I'm like, "Ah, I'm kind of bored and want something else to play. So, my friend Jake and I started a world seed, and... uh, just started going to town, doing the doing the whole doing uh, the whole satisfactory thing. Satisfactory thing. So. so, so this game's still in early access, yeah. Still in early access, so they're still adding a bunch of stuff. But man, this game is has more content in it than some games that come out at release already. Yeah, so it, it seems like a big game. Yeah, and you're still enjoying your, you know, making everything perfect. Super obsessive, like. Yeah, optimization. So this is the first time I've started a world like in a really long time, but like it's the first time I've started a world knowing where like how to play the game, right? Okay. So that's like I haven't like begun like we haven't hit automation yet, but like we're at like a point where we're making everything set up so once we do hit automation it'll be like perfect. Okay. And, and so it's really nice. Is this the first time that you're playing co-op? No, we've played co-op before, but like that was just like when he just got the game, like back in uh, May or something. Okay, because this doesn't remember. strike me as a co-op game. No, yeah, so it's kind of hard to do as a co-op game because like it's hard to figure out what two people can be doing at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's really easy for one person to just be like, okay, I have this task and work on this task. But like when you have two people... And uh, it's just hard to, like, be productive, like, both at the same rate. Especially if, like, you want to be doing something and then the other person gets in the way. It just gets kind of annoying. Okay. But it works fine because uh, I usually just tell Jake what to do and then he goes and does it. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Um, Eric, I've jumped into a few games, uh, mainly for streaming. But uh, last week we played a little bit of We Happy Few and a little bit of Blair Witch. I honestly forgot we did those because I blocked them out of my memory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we also played Jackbox Jackbox Party Pack 6. Yeah. Uh, And so I just wanted to touch on all those games just, like, quickly. Uh, We Happy Few was not my cup of tea, I think. No, that game was super... It was something. I don't know. It was kind of boring. 
I think, and the story was very obtuse and very hard to keep track of, like, kind of what was going on, and, uh, I just, like, the NPC interactions were super weird, and, like, I think the gameplay in general wasn't very, like, tight. Yeah, yeah, it was very melee-based, Yeah, but it kind of had the, like... I don't know, problem I had with, like, Oblivion and, like, Skyrim where you, like, hit someone and they just, like, kind of go, like, like I, yeah. I don't know, like, nothing really happens. Yeah, there's no, like, feedback to your action. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that game's cool. Uh, I like the style and, like, the aesthetic and, and kind of what they were going for. I just don't think the way that it is set up is something that I personally would want to play the entirety of. Yeah. You know, that's not to say it's bad or anything. I just don't think I'm going to play anymore. Um, Blair Witch was interesting. Not the game I thought it was going to be. Yeah, me neither. I was hoping for more, like, a lot of pop-out scares, running away from things and stuff like that. But it was much more of, like, a psychological horror. Yeah. You're just kind of walking. Yeah, you're you're walking through the woods. Things are dark. The main problem I had was that I really, like, when it got dark, I was, like, just very confused about where I should be going. Which I guess super hard to tell where you need to go or where you are. Yeah. In the woods. I mean, so most of the time you're just kind of trying to follow your dog. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm into it. I, I actually think that maybe I'd consider playing through the rest of it at some point because I know it's short. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the time we had with that one. I didn't think it was like particularly scary at any point. No, I was hoping for something more scary. So that kind of just left me a little bit disappointed that it wasn't. And so, but other than that, I think it was fine. I think that some of the mecha- mechanics with the dog, like you had to, you're at that one area where like the, which I guess I don't even know if we knew what, found out what that was. Whereas like the dog would point at it, you have to shine the flashlight at it, but like it wouldn't always be directly in front of the dog. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of confusing yeah, too. Like because it's like hit behind this little behind. this little battle scenario. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff I thought with like the videos. Like you get like these video cassettes. Yeah. that you like use to manipulate the world. Uh, which I thought were, it was kind of like a novel idea. Yeah, kind of a cool mechanic that it reminded me a lot of uh, like Life is Strange's time time rewind. A mechanic. little bit, yeah, a little bit like that. Eric, ask me what else I've been playing. What else have you been playing, Logan? I've been playing a little game called The Outer Worlds. Game of the show. All right, Eric. I have played The Outer Worlds. It just came out on Friday. It is free on Game Pass. God bless. Yeah, what a wild concept. Because I would not. We wouldn't really have anything to talk about if it wasn't for this. Because we are both poor. Yeah. (laughs) But... That's okay, because I have um, a little thing called Xbox Game Pass, which is, I think, a great value, and I cannot believe this game launched on there. I mean, I can't believe it. Xbox, like, owns Obsidian now, but it's it's crazy. It's such a good value, I think. Um, and so I jumped in, and I expected to... You asked me on, on Friday. You said, hey, do you think you can play enough of The Outer Worlds to talk about on Monday? And I was like, ooh, I don't know. You know, I don't... Yeah. I, I, I was, like, expecting to not have the drive to play a bunch this weekend, because we had stuff going on. Uh, but I jumped in a little bit on Friday, and I created my character and did all that, and I played like eight, almost nine hours this weekend. Yeah, you played a surprising amount more than I thought you would. I think you'd probably get like three or four hours in, like kind of just fit it in when you could. But yeah, you really got a dove in. Yeah, I expected. I got hooked quick, man. This game is like, I I uh I want to say that I'm you know I'm eight or nine hours in. I've done a bunch of side stuff, so there's going to be a fair amount of, like, early game spoilers, but I haven't gotten to any big plot points or anything. You know, I, I, I think that maybe you'll spoil, like, the characters who are in the game, I guess. Yeah. But 
I, th- I think that, you know, I'll try to stay general for a second and then I will go into some of the early game spoilers, if that makes sense for you, Eric. Sounds good. Um, I want to start off by saying I think this game is, like, in my mind, th- the perfection, almost, for me, of, of, like, the Fallout or, like, Bethesda formula, if that makes sense. Like, I- I'm going to elaborate on that. But, like, it's not open world. It's It's open, like, area. So, you know, there's, like, all these planets, and, like, each planet kind of has these little areas, and, like, you, you know, you warp there on your fucking ship or whatever, and then you go, and, and you have, you know, some missions, and there's, like, usually, like, one town or something in that area, uh, or multiple, and then you're just kind of exploring that one area. So, it feels, it feels like it's, like, it's segmented off into, like, all these smaller chunks. Yeah, it's much more contained, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, not, it's, like, you can't just... Wait, does it so yeah, does it lock you from other planets right away? Um yeah, there's progress? there's planets that you need like permission to go to almost. Like like you need they're called like nav keys, which is okay. kind of their their way of like roadblocking you. So you can't do the whole fallout thing of just like uh you literally just spawn in and then run to the radiation zone and then get killed by like one of the huge mutations. Yeah, yeah you that's not going to happen. Yeah. And so I think that that's for me good because it's like it doesn't feel overwhelming in the way that I think those games do sometimes because mm-hmm. you know I I don't know I played uh, a bit of Fallout Three a bit of Fallout New Vegas and like a bit of Skyrim like I probably played you know like fifteen hours of each of those games which is a substantial amount of time but at some point I'm like God there's just so much I have all these fucking quests like I'm kind of lost on the main quest you know what I mean it yeah. just gets to be too much I think yeah you get really bogged down you get bogged down and so I I think that this game is so cool because it it feels more it feels smaller even though i think that there is a ton of game here mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. I, I i've played about you know eight or nine hours and and i've i've visited like three planets and you know each of these planets has like these I'd, I'd say it's kind of on the on the uh level of like uh uncharted the last legacy the lost legacy you know it's like that you know that uh eric you played that game right that's the veto one no 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 the 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 spin like the spinoff of uncharted 4 with with chloe and nadine oh yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how like you're driving around with the jeep and stuff like it's like like you know it's like an open area kind of like that okay so yeah. it's like not huge but it's big enough it's big enough to search and have that sense of exploration yeah like there's hidden stuff to find and, and you know but it, but it's cool because each area you know you, you're like okay i'm gonna get to know the townspeople here like i want to spend time in each of these places okay um what else can i say that is spoiler free uh, I think that the game has like a great color palette. I think that's another thing that I really enjoy about this more than maybe some of the other Bethesda games I've tried is that it, it like, I don't know, man, it has this really great sense of like world personality mm-hmm. that's like also fun to look at, you know? Yeah, it seemed to have like this really pastel y color palette. I yeah, think. very, yes. Very, and it depends on the planet, obviously. And, and, you know, a lot of the towns are very gross and like stuff like that but it's just overall like because you're in space and you know everything's like colorful and and just more than you know when i played fallout 3 it's like that that game is kind of drab yeah and it's like fucking nuclear waste and stuff and it's like i don't know that's not so much fun to be in all the time yeah and looking at all the time yeah and so i think that this game is is really cool because it just feels like each world even has its own personality and there's more color to look at yeah um, I think the characters are all fantastic. Like so far, uh, you kind of quickly get like the ship, and you kind of recruit these like members, and you can actually just be like, if you don't like like a character, you just be like, no, I don't want you. Um, 
But so I how, how many people can you have in your party? I don't know. So far, I have five. But okay. but I they're not all with me at all times. Like okay. they kind of all stay on the ship, and then whenever you leave, you get to take two. You just get to choose whichever two. Yep, you get to choose whatever two. Uh, yeah. So I so I think the characters are all fantastic. Specifically, uh, the first character who comes into the game, uh, her name is Pavardi. Pavardi. I got. I think it's Pavardi. Uh, I'm gonna look that up quick on it because I don't want to get it wrong because I really like her. Uh, it's Parvati. Anyways, um, she she kind of lives in the very first town that you uh, go to, Edgewater. And she's like tasked with helping you. Um, and once you kind of finish up there, she's like, well, I'd like to come with you. And you can be like, yes or no. And I picked yes, obviously. And she's like, I think she's great. She's voiced by Ashley Birch. Oh, um, Ashley Birch is great. Yeah, Ashley Birch is great. And I think that her character is just fantastic, Eric. I think I like her like the most. She's like my favorite character this year. She was like the funny one, right? Yeah, she's like she's like, watching you. she's kind of kid like a little bit, where she's like you know she's young, she's like inexperienced in like a lot of things or whatever, because she just grew up in this like kind of shitty town. Um, but but her companion quest, uh, I'm gonna get into some light spoilers now, everyone. So so you know everyone kind of has companion quests. When you meet them, they're like, I have this goal in mind, right? And you can go and help them with that thing. Yeah. Um. And so you take her and you take her to this other place called the Groundbreaker, which is this like port almost like a space port it's this big ship and you go there and that's where a lot of the stuff comes in and out of the fucking solar system or whatever okay. <laughs> um and so you go there and uh she has been like she meets this like woman that you meet through like a quest or whatever and and they're like they're, they're super both into mechanical things they're like mechanics um and so she's like texting her you know space texting uh and and so what does yeah yeah as one does space texting and and so she kind of helps you like she asks you like for advice like hey like i like this woman and i i don't know if she likes me like help me interpret this stuff and so you kind of help her and you know things kind of go and and it's really cool because it's just like it's just you're just being like a friend to this girl and like trying to help her like get a girlfriend basically yeah and it's it's so wholesome dude it's like i love it so much that she you know her concern is that like she doesn't really want anything physical it's like very heavily like it's based it's not like said overly but like she's like asexual mm-hmm. and so she's like she wants a romantic relationship with this woman but she doesn't really she's not interested in doing anything right uh and and so you're trying to like help her navigate that kind of because it's like what if she doesn't you know what if she gets bored with that or whatever and you got to be like you can either be like well I, you maybe should move on or something or you know you can obviously be like well you should you know accept who you are and just go with it you can't control it's just, i don't know it's all just very wholesome like giving your friend advice and, and it's really cool man and so she joins your party after that no no she, she's already been in your party oh, okay. yeah yeah you don't need to like complete a companion quest to get them on your ship it's it's like once you get them on your ship you will unlock like their companion quest oh, or like okay. you know at some point in the game you will unlock how do you get them on your ship then just usually just just in the world yeah in the world like like um this one dude felix when i was getting off of groundbreaker he just stood in front of my ship and he basically was just like i want a job and you're like who are you and then he kind of has to like he you kind of go through this thing where you're like making him at least i did like make him like pitch himself i'm like this is a job interview like tell me why i should fucking bring you on oh okay. and then you know and then i i'm like okay this guy's like funny and, and whatever and i like him and he can come on my ship so I watched you play this game briefly. Did you get a new ship than the one you start with? No, or is no, that no. Ship the same one you use. Um, no, I think it's the same ship you use the whole game, and it, it, that's cool because I want to take a step back. Okay. Because the one thing I want to I want to set the scene a little bit for this game. I think we jumped into it too much. Yeah. So the Outer Worlds is about um this. It's called like a colony, and so it's like the solar system of all these planets and stuff that are all controlled by 
these big corporations, these like giant mega corporations that control like everything. And, and everyone works all the time. Like that's like, there's no like townships there are, but the townships are like owned by the companies. And it's like this really sketchy, like, you know, you know, weekend it's all, it's all like, it's all about like labor and like class divisions and like, and like capitalism. And it's, it's like space. Perfect future. It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's very much about like, you know, what is a perfect society look like or whatever. Um, and so you are on, you're like in this ship called the hope, which is like lost or whatever. And you get found by the scientist guy and everyone on the ship has been like frozen in these like cryogenic tubes because they're like, you're supposed to be traveling like a long time and then you get unfrozen when you get there, but you were like lost or whatever. And he finds you. Uh, and so you're kind of, you're like outside of the board's control kind of. Right. And so you're kind of this free agent. Um, and he basically tasks you with like, okay, you need to help me, uh, get the materials or whatever to unfreeze everyone else on the ship. Cause they like will die. If I do it just now, I need like chemicals and stuff. And they, they are all like some of the smartest people, whatever, uh, that could help kind of reshape this society. And so that's kind of the main quest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you get to pick how your character is and all that stuff. It's very like, you know, how do you want to play this game? Um, and so, you know, you know, go and you're, and you're trying to go and find a way to get all these materials. And that's kind of how you get on this main quest and find all these side things. Um, Eric, do you have any questions so far? Yeah, is your main character, like, you don't have any memory loss, right? Do they know who they are? Does it ever come up, like, who you were? Um, it's, I think, from the options I saw, it's kind of like it doesn't matter. You're, like, a okay. low, like, I was, like, a cat, like, my previous thing was I was, like, a cashier. Oh, okay. So, like, that gave me, like, plus one persuasion. I don't know. <laughs> like, you, you <laughs> basically, you, you pick, you pick because you, it's almost, it, you're, like, a, an everyman who's, like, who's rising up, you know? Okay, yeah, taking, taking down the, the big man. Taking down the big man. Uh, and so when I created my character, uh, I made a woman and I named her Beatrice because mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. What I think to... I came up with it, didn't I? Yeah, I, th- I think you said Beatrice. And then yeah. I typed it in and it like there was like an option that said Beatrice. And I was like, that yeah. works. That's a cool name. Uh, you also, uh, I'd like to point out, did choose the hair options. both bases Yeah. So wanted. so I was like, I want to create a cool character or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I was I, I didn't want to create a character that looked like me because I feel like I do that a lot. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't I don't get into the role playing aspect enough. So I was like, OK, I'll pick like I'm going to try to create a character who is different than me. And but you guys kept trying to ma- like make her look like a clown because there's this one haircut that's yeah, like it was great half like it's like imagine if if you had a full head of hair but then you shaved it from like the like middle of your head forward your head, yeah. yeah like the middle so it looked like bozo or something and you yeah. guys like I was like oh how should I you know what do you guys think about this hairstyle this hairstyle and you guys are like no choose the bozo one and yeah it was no great. It was I have fantastic. to play through this game like. And how often have you seen your character? Never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I immediately put a helmet on. Yeah, exactly. Like, which I called and said, you're, just choose it. You're immediately going to put a helmet on. But I would know. I would know that I look ridiculous. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. How? Yeah, how are the like the clothing options and stuff? Is it? Um, It's all like armor and stuff, obviously, because you're trying to, I don't know, be whatever. Uh, And I found that i haven't quite found like what i want to do yet because i obviously i'd like a high armor rating because you know it's loot based kind of where it's like things have levels Mm -hmm. um but the heavy armor kind of like gives me stat debuffs of like things that i use so it's like minus whatever sneak 
Okay. How much is like the loot grind and stuff in this? Um, game? I it's not much. It's not like a Borderlands or anything where you're you know you are constantly picking up weapons, but it's not like it's, it's not a looter shooter. No, it's not a looter shooter. You're just kind of looking for like good items. Yeah, to kind of upgrade. Yeah, and so you get four. You get like four gun slots, and you can you know put them with melee weapons or and guns or whatever you want. I did notice last night one of the worst game mechanics ever to exist ever happened. You got encumbered. Yeah, it, there is encumbrance, and it is very annoying, I think. Does um, it happen a lot? Yeah, it has been. Because I, I, I keep picking up all these consumables that I just haven't had a need for, really, uh, yet. Okay. And it's like, I don't want to get rid of them because they're yeah. valuable, I guess, to have. But I just keep getting encumbered, which is really annoying. Yeah, literally, I don't get why encumbrance is still a game mechanic. but it Just is. to, I don't know, make you think about what you have in your inventory, I guess. Make I you guess, go sell stuff. Yeah, I guess. But it just makes you realize how much of a hoarder you are because you keep all your items and never get rid of it, them. Yeah, it really has. Um, so like I said, I was trying to create, I wanted to role play a little bit with this. Um, so I, I created like a character that was very charismatic. Uh, you know, I put a lot of like points. I've been putting a lot of my points in the dialogue, which will helps me obviously gain other dialogue options, which I think is really useful. Cause one of the things that's kind of tricky with these games, right. Is that like a lot of times you're, you're kind of positioned as the hero, but then you kind of just shoot your way across the world and kill everyone. Yeah. And it doesn't feel very heroic, right? There's a, you, have you heard of that term Ludo, Ludo narrative dissonance? Yeah. 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 Where, where it's like the, the gameplay and the narrative are very disconnected. Um, and so I think that actually helps with that a lot in this, in that I found like a lot of different options for approaching scenarios. Um, and I've been like talking my way out of conflict a lot, which I think is really important because my, I, I've positioned my character as someone who, is not like against violence like if, if you know if she's attacked she will attack back mm-hmm. or and you know if if it's like completely necessary like you know she's okay with that but i i think that i've run into a lot of situations where it's very possible to go in and you know sneak past everyone and, and get whatever you need and like lie your way through it or or um just go in guns blazing and just murder everyone and loot and all that good stuff but but really like you know usually kind of have the chance to like at least try to talk to someone and I found that I can persuade them to do something I want or, or you know, I can kind of navigate the situation to be nonviolent, which I think is really cool, um, especially because I, I, I don't know. It doesn't I don't like feel the need to like, oh, man, the shooting just feels so good that I need to shoot everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't look like it. Thought it no, I, I actually think maybe that's the weakest part of the game. It does kind of have that part, that problem I talked about a little bit with other Bethesda games where it's like I've got my big fucking i don't know melee razor thing and i and i hit them and they kind of go and i you know i do it a couple more times and then they die and i'm like okay cool or even the shooting is like i don't know this doesn't feel as awesome as i'd like it to you know it's not like a doom obviously that's a hard that's a high bar to get but it it doesn't feel like a as good as a lot of other shooters feel you know yeah but i I don't think that's the point yeah it did look really stiff like just looking at the game last when you were playing it last night it looked just the shooting looked not fun to play like you were talking about doing a melee build and i think if i did play the game i'd kind of probably do that too just to avoid uh shooting <laughs> yeah i i found that like i never really have as much ammo as i'd like either yeah but that's kind of the point right is it supposed to is it supposed to be like ammo scarcity i guess i don't know i i haven't noticed that well, but it's like, like it post, doesn't a post-apocalyptic right i guess kind of kind of not really it's it's the space society you know yeah i guess that's true uh so yeah i've been doing a lot of melee stuff which i think is fun it's like it's Mm -hmm. fine it's serviceable it's not not fun 
are you finding that like doing this kind of passive playthrough or it's not passive but like kind of not aggressive playthrough has is like it is actively affecting the story more than like if you did like kind of go in shooting would it really matter that much of like different would you like be getting different dialogue options and stuff like that um it has affected it in that it's made my life easier sometimes because sometimes you go into a situation and it's like there are a lot of fucking enemies here and stuff and you can go in and talk your way through and just be like all right all i need is this like for for example there's this one uh, area in the groundbreaker which is like the big port area and there's like this under deck that's kind of controlled by miscreants and so you go down there you need a part and there's a lot of fucking people down there so you could you know there's a couple different options right you go in you talk to the guy and you're just like i'm gonna fucking kill you or whatever and then you murder all of them and there's a lot of people and i probably would have died and it would have been a pain in the ass um there's obviously like when i was going around there's like clearly areas to like sneak through you could sneak through and grab the thing you need um but i i like convinced him that the part like a wasn't valuable to him and b was like actually emitting toxins because like the it's all stinky down there and like everything's gross and stuff and so i like just convinced him that like he didn't need it and that it was actively hurting him and his people and so he let me go get it um and i think that's cool because now i i can go talk to that character i actually found that i kind of liked him they're like there because they were kind of thrown from society or whatever right like their ship was impounded they didn't really have any other choice so now they control this bottom area and they just hang out and like smoke fumes is what they said i don't know they get high basically yeah just like i don't know they weren't like hurting anybody really like the the when you go down there um the lady was like i sent my engineer down there before and she didn't come back you know you're kind of assuming that they killed her but she's actually just like hanging out oh yeah getting high yeah so like she's literally just like hanging out with them like shooting the shit and so i think that's cool right is that i got to like know these characters a little bit instead of you know murdering them yeah, and so it has an effect on how the future yeah. of the game. Plays. That, that's, so that's not to say cool. I think that they this another thing this game does very well is that it's really forced me to make some tough decisions. In that, so I'm I'm gonna walk you through like the first kind of big quest. Okay. Uh, you so you get on this planet, uh, Terra Two or whatever, and you're in this area called Edgewater. It's you know a town called Edgewater, um, and you need a part for your ship because it's you just got the ship. It's like not working. Um, and so you go to Edgewater and Edgewater's like shit like everyone's working all the time there's not enough money they're like you know poor and everyone's eating horribly and it's like a bad situation and so you go talk to like the 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 dude who's like the manager he's like overseeing the town and the cannery um and he's and he you tell him you need this part and you where to get it and he's like well listen uh you know there's this botanical garden and if you go to their power plant thing, or if you go to this power plant, you can get uh, the part you need and you can revert all the power there to Edgewater, which will g- take the power away from the botanical garden where all of these deserters are living. And the reason this is important is because the deserters are obviously taking away from the workforce and making all of these people, um, it, they, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. You know, because there's, like, less pool of work, they all have to work more, right? It's making Mm -hmm. things... The town is not prospering because it doesn't have enough people to do the things it needs to do. Yeah, there's scarcity in the workforce. Yeah, and so I I go to the botanical garden, and I talk to them. And it's kind of this, like... Like, they're all, like, living amicably and like cooking for each other and it's this like very i don't know workers paradise thing right they all are are doing what they need to do and and living well and the ruler there is like she seems kind of manipulative she immediately is like 
oh, you know, like this place is so great and you should, I, you know, you should divert all the power here so that Edgewater is now ruined and, uh, you know, then they will all be free or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but it's clearly like, she's not doing it out of concern for the people there. She's doing it cause she like hates them. Yeah. She just wants them to like die basically. And uh-huh. you're like, well, f- well f- I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Right? Like I don't mm-hmm. want to force all the people who live here to go back to the shitty town and work for the rest of their lives. But I also don't want to like screw over all these hardworking people in this town. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm, I'm here with like an impossible decision. And so I actually went back and forth a couple times and like talked to the leaders of the places. And I, I really hated the Edgewater guy. He seemed like a really sleazy businessman, man, like guy, just like a corporate bureaucrat. Um, and I was like, I, hate, I don't like you. I didn't really like the other woman either. She was like really trying to pull one over on me almost. And mm-hmm. like, and like, she seemed like she was really doing this out of hate. And so I was like, well, shit. And so I go to the uh, the power plant, basically, and I kill all the monsters there that are like, that's the reason they can't get in there. Um, and I go and I have Parvati with me and she's from Edgewater. And so she talks to me and she's like, hey, you know, I really don't think you should divert power from the town. Like, there's a lot of hardworking people there and I don't want them to, like, die. And I was like, well, shit, now what do I like? I, you know, my companion wants me to do one thing. I really don't want to do that. I don't really want to save. So I'm, I just need the part, right? You can't leave it alone. Yeah. You like, so you need to do something. Um. And, and so I actually, I decided to, to divert power from the town to the botanical garden. Cause I, cause the way I saw it, I was like, well, at least these people are like, I don't know, free. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I feel really bad about having to like, I don't know, condemn this town, but I don't know, maybe things will turn out all right for them. So coming up to this like big decision, was there like any indicator like that? Like, does it like alert you that you're pretty much going to make this huge decision that's going to kind of change the world state? Um, it, it, there's this little terminal you go and it's, and it, you kind of get the option. It says like any decision is final. So, okay. but so I haven't been that back there yet. I'm planning on doing it. I want to see how things turned out. Um, but it's, it's obviously implied that things will change. Okay. And so are you, are you, I don't really know how you play these games. Do you tend to be like the person that saves before a big decision so you could go back? No, 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 no. <laughs> I like to live with my decisions. Oh, okay. I think that's cool. Like, I, I don't know. I like to like make the decision at the moment, figure out what is the best and go with it. I don't know. Let's see how it works out. Oh, okay. Um, so no, I didn't, I didn't save scum or yeah. anything. I've never been good at doing saves either. Yeah, I just don't. I don't it's really. It's like way too much work. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, why would I ever go back? It's like, I did the thing. I did the thing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And so, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people talking about this quest specifically because it was like a hard choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound like a hard choice. I, I literally was at the terminal and I was just like walking around the room like, well, f- what do I do? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, the, this was like the first quest. And so, the, yeah, you, know, you go and then you get uh, to your ship and you do the thing and now you're off to the universe. Um, another th- funny thing about the ship is that it's it's rolled by it's ruled by this like AI called Ada, ADA, and she's kind of uh, she's like a funny AI kind of thing. Like like she's like super. I don't know. She reminds me of that robot from Solo. Okay. Like like she's just like funny and like I don't know. Everyone says she's like defective because she's like has kind of a personality. So that's kind of fun. Um, and you know I've gotten a few more party members. I don't really know any of them well enough. I like I got from Edgewater uh, a vicar who's like a I don't know he's like a, a religious man. Mm-hmm. So I have him with me. He's kind of annoying. I think he's like a little pretentious. But is that the dude with the facial hair you talking to last night? Maybe. Yeah. 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 I think that was him. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I'm I'm liking this game a lot. I'm gonna keep playing. I it seems beatable. I think it's less. I think it's like l- less 
than a you know a Bethesda game. It's not hundreds of hours. I think it's more like thirty or forty. Yeah. You also said it could be sixteen, which made me really excited. I've seen I've seen people who said you can kind of just mainline it, but I don't yeah. think you should. I don't know. I think I found I I'm, some of the most rewarding stuff I found in this game has been in the side stuff. Yeah. Okay. The companion quests, meeting the people in the town, doing stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Getting to know the characters. Yeah, getting to know like the characters. I think that's kind of the point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the role-playing aspect of the RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I found... Uh, I, I've liked what I've been doing so far with like role-playing and, and trying to be kind of a charismatic, persuasive person. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that that doesn't... I think that's not a detriment because it's not... You know, it's not... I think the only thing that's not as fun about this game is that it the gameplay is not it's not as tight as i want it to be yeah i don't know i've been kind of getting fomo with this game yeah right surprising because i know i don't like any of these like these big rpg games but like this one i don't know the whole when you told me it was 60 hours like maybe i do jump into this one because i can power through it uh but like the like things that were turning me off were like the gameplay i was like yeah that that seems like not the fun part i don't know how invested i can stay with the dialogue and then I'm like, Death Stranding comes out next week, so I'm gonna... Yeah, I, I think that this is... <laughs> I'm gonna wait. It's gonna be kind of a... I'm gonna play it a bunch. I'm gonna... I really, really want to beat it. I think this is a, a game of the year contender for me. Really? That was gonna be my next I, question. I really think so, because I, I've already, like, fallen in love with a bunch of my crew members. Not, like, literally, romantically or anything. I actually... I think I read on Twitter there's no romance in this game. Oh, okay. Like, you, you're helping, like, you know, you're, one of the companion quest with Parvati was, like, helping her find a romantic relationship, but I don't think you're, like... A lot to romance your I don't think you're yeah well because also that seems a little like unethical <laughs> maybe but but yeah there's no space fucking ah oh, darn I, I'm fine with it I don't that's not really it's something I tend to focus on no, um no yeah so so I think I think this game's really cool I'm excited to beat it uh and I and I really think I think just the the amount that I've gotten sucked in it's like this game I don't know, man. I, again, I don't play games for, you know, four or five hours at a time, but like I was, dude, on, on yeah. Saturday, like Saturday night ish. I was like, I was, I played a good three or four hours. I was really sucked in there. I didn't want to stop, but I got really tired. So do you think you'll beat this game then before Death Stranding? Yeah. Yeah. I think I will. Cause I, cause like on Tuesday I'm, I'm planning, uh, you know, I have the evening. I'm going to play a bunch of the game. Uh, I basically just whenever I kind of have time this week. Cause yeah. I, I'm not really watching anything either, which I think is a good because it's like yeah because that's your that's my other thing i was having trouble playing games for because i was just watching full metal alchemist all the time yeah uh but i'm finished i finished with that and so i'm not gonna like start anything until i beat this i think good hell yeah eric i want to quickly touch on uh i know you're not you know a big rpg kind of guy but you know you you play games where you have to role play a little bit right you create a character you have to kind of create a personality for them yeah things like souls burn games stuff like that yeah i want to know kind of what do you do you default to a specific type of character who you know what what kind of i want to know specifically what kind of character do you create uh appearance wise do you make someone who looks like you do you kind of have a staple that you do with that and and what the personality of your characters tend to be like okay so first off i'd never make a character that looks like myself why would i ever want to be myself in a video game that sounds boring i have to be myself all the time why would I want to do it again? And okay, again. that's fair. And uh, then I generally, I usually just make a woman character or female character because you always play as a male protagonist. So again, why would I want to do that? If yeah, I switch option? it up a little bit. Change it up. Uh, and then um, it varies like the type of class I play, I guess, based on the game. If 
so I guess in like Bloodborne, you really don't choose like certain things. You kind of just make a stat. You don't really roll a character. I'm trying to think like in Dragon Age, I rolled, I rolled a mage. I usually try to play like a highly intelligent character that has like, is kind of more, I like try to make him as OP as possible. Cause like, I just like living out that power fantasy, right? Of just having like being more powerful and like the next person and being able to kind of like have the dialogue options to be like kind of snarky okay yeah so you're kind of the dick like yeah but again so that's where it kind of falls in line where i'm kind of just being like myself yeah because you know? like, i'm kind of a dick in real life so but, but are you doing up. are you are you actively like fucking people over are you usually kind of doing the the altruistic like the good the good thing in quotes no, I don't think I usually do very altruistic things. I'm kind of more self-serving. selfish. Yeah, I'm yeah, self-serving. Yeah, and kind of do everything to just meet my end. Uh, and so, like, in the game, I wouldn't be, like, if there was, like, a choice, like, your choice in Outer war- Worlds, I probably would have just done the thing that benefited me quicker rather than spend too much time thinking about the other people. Okay, that's fair. But, like, I just... That's just how, it, like... Because usually when I play RPGs, I'm trying to get through them because I know I won't beat it. So I'm like, maybe this one's going to be the one I do. Okay. And so it's like, I try... Each time I just try... Pick up a new RPG that I think I'm going to actually beat. I try just to just mainline as much as possible and get, like... Get what I want out of it and then get out. And so it usually tends to be like it ends up just being that I just do the self-serving thing and get what I need to keep going. Okay. Um, I tend to make a character that looks like me. Uh, cause I, I kind of like the idea that it's like, I don't know, me is the hero, right? Like, and I, I just, I, I'm not that creative with like, oh, this is how I want the person to look or whatever. So I usually just like, oh, this is what I look right. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I did switch that up with the Outer Worlds, and I've liked it. I think, I think it's cool that I'm like, I've created a character that I, I think I can decide this is what they would do, right? You know. Yeah. Um. But, but normally I don't. I care. I, I create a character like me. Um. And I do tend to play like the nice, like the good person. Like you know, I'm trying to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I don't do like the snarky. Like I tend not to just like I don't know do things in cold blood or or just because. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I think that that's interesting, but sometimes I find myself just being like, okay, what would I do? Right. And, and like, that's kind of how I'm playing the entire game is like, well, this is my moral stance on this. Yeah. But, but I, I, I found with the other worlds that I really have done a lot of things where I'm like, all right, well, what, what should my character do? This is the persona I've created for them. You know, and then, and then we're doing like the, you know, in our major, we like make the personas and do like the usability yeah. stuff. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I have this person. What would they do? Right. Yeah. Like, like, like I have, the, I have their little stat like sheet in mind and I'm like, this is their, their goal. And all, I'm thinking like UX, all the stuff we yeah, did in that just class. Yeah, have a whole UX persona. Yeah. And so I have my little UX persona. I'm like, this is what they will do. <laughs> That's this, pretty funny. <laughs> so I, I, I've enjoyed that. I think it's fun. I, I don't tend to role play like that. Uh, and I, and I found it very rewarding. Mm-hmm. so you, far do you think it's keeping you locked into this game more than if you just kind of how did how you normally play it? yeah i do think actually because because i think that i think that's been a lot of my problem with with games like this is i i just get like i'm like i don't i don't know if i'm making consistent choices and i'm just kind of shooting everything and it feels fucking dumb and, and you know then then i kind of i feel like i always get into like 
stat mode with like the guns and stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make my character who's like the most powerful, right? Yeah. And then and then that kind of doesn't align with how I'm playing the game, and so it just doesn't feel as fun. When the list, I'm like, okay, every everything I'm doing is kind of building towards this goal of like this person wants to be someone who can like talk out of the talk their way out of things. They're like not super violent, but they will be, and and so I think that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Eric, do you have anything else to say about this game? you have any other questions? That was kind of the hot topic. I wanted to talk about character creation and what mm-hmm. you usually do. No, I think I'm good. I definitely... I think the problem with these games that I tend to get FOMO over is that the game I know I'm going to play is always the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Death Stranding is so close. <laughs> We're it is. literally getting reviews for it this Friday, right? Yeah, because yep, the 31st this Friday. is Thursday. So and then it's it comes out that following Tuesday and it's so close and I can't believe it. And like if I had more than a week to play this game, I think I'd like buy Game Pass because that'd be Yeah, because it's cheap option. as hell, yeah. Because it'd be fifteen dollars for well, the game instead well, of Well, because because you're doing your first month, you could get it for a buck. Oh yeah. So that'd be the way cheaper option. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that anyway and see because it's a dollar. What am I losing? Maybe I'll jump Well you're losing a dollar, is what you're Well, okay, yeah, but a dollar's nothing um yeah i don't know i think it's maybe worth a try maybe you'd like it who knows yeah, I, I think it's i think it's beatable in. in that amount of time instead of you know you come home and you grind destiny you can come home and play yeah play this game did you ever beat borderlands 3 no absolutely not are you kidding me <laughs> that's fair um i Didn't read a get that far to I, be honest. I read a tweet from uh i don't remember who it was from it was one of the like kind of funny uh where they bring on the people for like games daily where they just bring on like the random industry people and i just followed him um and and he was saying like listen you don't need to buy games just because other people are playing them. You know, like FOMO is not a great enough reason to play something. Yes, and I was like, God, is. and I was like, God damn it. You're right. Cause He's I, so right, but he is. And, and I think actually time. that, you know, the main reason that we do play like a ton of games, cause we want to have things to talk about. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like I like yeah. to do these kind of things, but I, I actually think that it benefits the content more to like get into these things deeper and like have, yeah, a, yeah. you know, play long enough to have an opinion and stuff. Um, and so, like, Luigi's Mansion comes out on Friday, and I really, I'm like, fuck, that game looks cool. I want to play it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm not dropping $60 on that game. Death Stranding comes out the week after. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it. I swear, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And I know I know the reviews are going to come out or whatever, and I'm like, oh, this sounds fun. But, like, I will get to it, you know? All right. Stand by for next week's episode on yeah. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> no, it's not happening. I I, I refuse. FOMO will not get me this time. Yeah, but we could play Luigi's Mansion on stream. That's true. It is a it is a uh, a co-op. <laughs> Literally game. convinced you right there. Well, well yeah, whatever, man. I, we'll see. I don't think I'm going to though. Maybe Did you we... fucking buy it. I don't know. Wait, what day is come out on Friday? Yeah, it comes out. On, well, no, it comes out. I think it comes out on Halloween. Like I think it comes out on oh, Thursday. Oh, it comes out. Oh, but we're not doing that. No, we're, we're just, yeah, we're not streaming. Oh, are we Thursday. streaming tomorrow? Shit. Yep, tomorrow night. I literally forgot about that. That's all right. If Lu- okay. Uh, well, I was going to say if we could split the cost and then do it as a stream game, but it doesn't come out tomorrow because Nintendo doesn't like to release games on the standardized release date of Tuesday. Let me, Eric, this is a live a live check. I'm going to okay. see when Luigi's Mansion comes out. Because if it comes out tomorrow, that sounds like a good stream game, honestly. Nope, literally on Halloween. Yeah. It's a weird a Thursday, right? Yeah, like That's Thursday? not normal. I guess it's Luigi's Mansion, so they're like... People are going to buy this game or going to buy it, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. Everyone, this has been the Generic Gaming Podcast.mp3. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in next week when Eric and I get our protons ready and we journey into a haunted mansion that may or may not be owned by one of Nintendo's staple characters. 
anyways we love you unless you suck in which case we don't and you should probably work on that have a good one